Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries, San Diego. Once again, we are here to be a blessing to you all. And I'm happy and excited for what God is doing. Um, love you all with the love of Christ. I am so happy to be with you again on this week. And I'm hoping that you're having a wonderful week this week. I know God is doing great things because he is God and besides him, there is no other. We are just looking forward to the day when all of this pandemic is kind of subsided and we can kind of realize how we made it through this difficult time in our history. Yes, history. And so um, we are part of history and we're going to do is during this pandemic, we're going to learn a lot about ourselves and how our relationship with God is so important because one of the things that I have learned during this difficult time is I see how we have learned to adapt to situations and circumstances that has actually not made us bitter, but it actually has made us better. Hopefully it has made us closer to God. And that's my prayer that we get even closer to God than we've ever been before in our short-lived lives. So uh, again, thank you guys for doing all that you do. Um, we are really expanding and God is doing some great things. So again, please continue to share the podcast. God is doing some amazing things. And so for that, we are grateful to God. And so tonight's episode, we're going to get right into our podcast tonight. I'm hoping that you got your pens and papers. Um, and the thing that I, I like to recommend and always recommend is that if you didn't catch it the first time, you can always go back and replay it and maybe listen to it again and maybe get something else that you did not get from the first time you listened to the podcast. So again, we're on, we're on all the different uh, podcasts, Spotify, Google, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Podbean, Radio Public. We, we're on a lot of different uh, podcast outlets. So check us out. Um, you know, tell your friends and your family about Full of Life Ministries and what we're trying to achieve. Amen. We're going to get right into our podcast for tonight. And tonight's uh, podcast is entitled, the episode is entitled, A Godly Servant or Marks of a Godly Servant. So listen, people of God, throughout our lifetime, all of us have witnessed the erosion of the gift of servanthood, the mindset of many successful entrepreneurs and people of prominence have invaded the minds and attitudes of many across this world. And yet the need for individuals to serve and minister to mankind goes lacking. You see people of God in our quest for the marks of mature spirituality and leadership ability. We must not bypass that quality which so completely characterized the life of Jesus Christ and that quality of unselfish servanthood. You see, Jesus said, even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And that's St. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. However, comma, <laughs> when serving others and their needs, if the underlying motive and goal is some form of self-love, like the praise of others, for the service rendered, then one's service is in reality hypocritical. Mm -hmm. This type of service is really aimed at serving selfish 
ends usually in the futile pursuit of personal significance through something like praise, power, or even status. You see, God, uh, Christ's plan and that which produces maximum blessing to the world and the church is servanthood. A servant is one who even when the positions and I mean the positions of leadership seeks to lead and influence others through lives given in ministry for the blessing of others and their needs. Listen, tonight, I want you to understand more than anything. Now, I want you to hear me and hear me good. I want you to listen to me really good because the great takeaway for this particular episode is that the Lord Jesus came as a servant with a commitment to serve. Think about this. Just, just think about it. If he had come to be served, our redemption could and would never had taken place. And likewise, our failure to live as servants throws up a huge barrier to effective ministry as representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things about a good servant or a godly servant is a servant always remains humble. A servant always remains humble. It is unfortunate that some have a wrong concept of this admirable virtue. You see, humility is not a lack of ability complex that causes one to shrink from action. It is not being shy or embarrassed in the presence of others, nor is humility a reflection of weakness in one's character. Rather, it is a sign of strength. It is not the lack of firmness in addressing an issue, yet its firmness does not exhibit the arrogance and pompacity which sometimes accompany dealing with others. Well, you asked me the question, Pastor Phil. You said, Pastor Phil, what exactly is servanthood? Well, let me tell you. Servanthood is the state and condition or quality of one who lives as a servant. Further, a servant is one of all one who is under submission to another. You have to understand this, people of God. For Christians, this means submission to God first and foremost, and then submission to one another. Then as one in submission, a servant is one who seeks to meet the real needs of others or of the person he or she is serving. I'll put it to you in another way, okay? Uh, servanthood is the condition or state of being a servant to others, of ministry to others rather than the service of self. It means willingly giving of oneself to minister for and to others and to do whatever, and I mean whatever it takes, to accomplish what is best for another. A servant is always humble. We're going to stop right there and we're going to take a quick commercial break because it's getting really good. And so I promise you, I'll be right back. 
And after this commercial break, I promise you it's going to be a killer and a chiller and a thriller because God is with us tonight. And again, uh, I'll be right back. I promise you with the episode entitled A Godly Servant. Hi, guys. I'm Christopher. You may know me. You may have heard of me. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministries, San Diego podcast. And I'm here to say that if you like what you're hearing and you would like to donate, you can. Head over to Instagram at Phil Gale Howard and scan the QR code on the second slide of the most recent post. You can use a QR scanning app or you could just point your camera at it if you have another device that has a camera function. And it'll take you to either PayPal or Venmo where you can donate. Uh, the money is going to be used to provide for the homeless and the less fortunate and those who have been negatively uh, affected by the ongoing pandemic, whether it be job loss or whatever the case may be. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. All right, we're back, we're back, we're back with uh, the message for tonight. The podcast episode for tonight is entitled A Godly Servant. One of the things that I want you guys to realize with this this great responsibility that we just talked about was how a servant always has to remain humble. Well, another thing that you need to really focus on is that humbleness is a mindset. Humbleness is a mindset. Now, in the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 3 through 8, it reads, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Oh, this is one of my favorite verse. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equally with God a thing to be grasped. But but what he did was he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. In this particular passage of scripture, Paul is writing the Philippian saints from a a Roman prison cell probably in Rome itself, and he is awaiting his trial before Caesar, to whom he has appealed. Now, the Apostle Paul has a very strong sense of attachment to the Philippian saints. He was the one who first came to Philippi with the gospel. He and Silas suffered a cruel beating and a night in prison before leaving Philippi. When Paul left Philippi, these saints continued to stand with him in the defense and proclamation of the gospel. Now, hear what the Apostle Paul is saying here. What he wanted us to know is instead of being motivated by selfish ambition or vanity, each of you should, in humility, be moved to treat one another as more important than yourself. Each of you, listen to me, each of you should be concerned not only about your own interests, but the interests of others as well. 
Paul begins by contrasting humility with its opposites. Selfish ambition and, and vanity. Selfish ambition is what motivate those who sought to take advantage of Paul's imprisonment. Here he is, he's in prison, and here they are trying to take advantage of the Apostle Paul. Selfish ambition seeks to gain at the expense of others, but humility desires the advance of others at their own expense. You see, pride and ambition are a part of a fallen nature inciting us to compete with others rather than to contribute to their well-being. If we are truly humble, we are not impressed with ourselves and we are not desperately seeking to enhance our own standing. Brother Paul's words in the last half of verse 3 are critical to us. And it's most urgent that we properly understand what he is saying and what he is not saying. <laughs> we are to treat one another as more important than ourselves. Now think about that. How many people really have that kind of mindset? to treat one another more important than ourselves. God sees our heart, people of God, is what I'm saying. And when you put yourself in the backdrop, God moves you to the forefront in Jesus' name. What does it really mean to be a humble servant? Have you ever considered how difficult it is to be truly humble? Now, some of us display false humility when someone is showering you with praise for something that you did that was you did it well or some talent that you use that you were successful at. I mean, we might smile, act as we are embarrassed. Oh, my gosh. And try to refuse to compliment. But many times in our real true feelings are quite the opposite. See, in our minds, we are, we, we may be shouting, it's about time that someone finally noticed my accomplishments. Friends, this is not humility. For the Lord knows us better than, he knows us better than we know ourselves. The reason true humility is difficult is that true humility takes on the form of a servant. And most of us would rather be served than to serve. Most of us would rather be served, E-D, rather than to serve, if we be truly honest with ourselves. So we have to understand humility is the most essential thing to a servant. Now let's read over in St. John chapter 13, verses 13 through 17. This is Jesus talking. He says, listen, he says, you call me teacher and Lord. And guess what? You are right. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should 
that you also should do just as I have done for you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you, if you do them. Just before his death, Jesus decided to give his followers a clear picture of the attitude that they should have. He took off his outer garments, got a, got a basin, and, and began to wash their feet. Think about this. The 12 pairs of feet Jesus washed belonged to <laughs> hairy men who walked through ro rough roads. You know, it wasn't no streets like we, that we walk on, but dirt roads shared with all manner of livestock. In a time before regular road cleaning or daily showers even occurred, cleaning them would be the job of a servant and a lonely, a lowly one at that. Think about that. Most of the time back in those days, it was the lowly person who would wash the feet of men. Think about that. The disciples resisted the idea that their master and teacher, teacher should stoop to such a thankless task. But Jesus persisted. If Jesus humbled himself in this way, and even further in his death, then we also should be humble in all we do for him and others. You see, there are two Messages Jesus is communicating here in John chapter 13. Servanthood through humility. And Jesus came to cleanse all people from sin. Jesus served to demonstrate his love and communicate the depth of forgiveness. But going back to the, wa the washing of the feet, the sim symbolisms of washing their feet, that was something that he was trying to teach the leadership of these great men. We all are leaders in one way or the other. And so great leaders really don't have any desire to want to be served, but they love the fact that they're able to serve other people. And if we can grasp that, God will be glorified and you'll find a power, a freedom, a love to help mankind in whatever areas that they are faced with. You know, that, that custom that we read about just now doesn't really apply into 2020, in today's times, washing feet. Some churches still do it. But I want you guys to really hear me and hear me good, whether you wash feet or you don't wash feet. But the fact is, look within yourself. Look within your heart. Are you really making any, any form of effort to serve people who are less fortunate or who really needs a cleansing Maybe a nice word, a kind word. Maybe you don't wash feet, but maybe you can say something nice about somebody who feels dirty. 
Maybe you can love on somebody who feels unlovable. Maybe you can just spend a few minutes on the phone or texting somebody that really needs some form of encouragement. Jesus is trying to teach his his people and he's trying to teach us tonight that we have to understand that this is the mindset of a godly servant. That they don't look at the person as less than. They look at, at they look at this particular moment as an opportunity to help mankind. Amen. Jesus served to demonstrate his love and communicate the depth of forgiveness. If we are not serving, then people are not seeing much of Jesus. I want to say that one more time. If we are not serving, then people are not seeing much of Jesus. When we serve like Jesus, hallelujah, people will see Jesus. When we serve like Jesus, people will see Jesus. Think of everyday ways that you can serve someone around you as a way to build relationships with one another and the world. Because you have to understand this, people of God. Serving is powerful. And when it's done together, it is a statement of unity. Serving helps us focus. You see, people of God, we need to be reminded about life is not just about us. Serving puts the emphasis on others to counteract the self-serving culture around us. Serving is an opportunity to live like Jesus, to practice humility intentionally, to impact someone's life and see them transformed. Serving stirs up joy. We are to serve people as if we are serving God. As unto the Lord, serving is building. We are contributing to a larger cause by helping others and seeing lives change. We want to continue building a culture of serving. It is not a program of serving, but a culture of serving that we really want to build. We can be contributors not consumers. As servant leaders, as covenant partners, people of every generation, we can set an example of serving. This form of godly serving will make an impact as we go into our everyday world, the world we the world that we live in and that we work in. We have to understand that God has given all of us the ability to serve. And when we serve with the right heart, God meets us right there. And God's light shines upon the people who we are serving. And he shines a greater light on us, the ones that have the mindset to serve mankind. Now, something else that I want to share with you tonight, a servant prepares 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, verses 6 through 15 reads, If you put these things before the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, being trained in the words of the faith and of the good doctrine that you have followed. Have nothing to do with the irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourselves for godliness, for while 
bodily tra uh, training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. For to this end, we toil and strive because we have our hope set on the living God who is the savior of not just some people, but for all people, especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things. Let no, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example. Listen to me, an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity until I come. Devote yourselves to the public reading of scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect the gift you have, which is given you by prophecy. When the council of elders laid their hands on you, practice, practice these things. Immerse yourself in them so that all may, all may see your progress. Paul warned Timothy that in the last days, many professing Christians would depart from biblical truth and stray from the body of sound doctrine that was delivered to the church by God's holy apostles and prophets. He even gave a list of things to look out for, which would identify this approaching apostasy, such as deception through false teachers and increasing false prophets, twisted Christian doctrine, and unbiblical legalistic teachings, all of which result from a false interpretation of God's word, a, a misrepresentation of God himself, and a misunderstanding of his holy word. And listen, people to God, the only way to be sure that none of us slip into false teaching, fleshly carnality, legalistic practices or doctrinal error is to constantly and consistently be nourished and nurtured in the word of God so that we may be equipped to identify false and unbiblical teaching. And though pastors should really listen to this and hearken to these words, Paul's instructions was to preach the word, to rightly divide the word of truth, to teach the whole counsel of God, and provide spiritual nourishment for those in care. And the rest of us should be equally determined to feed on the word of God daily so that we may grow in grace and mature in our spiritual life. And like Timothy, we need to feed daily on scriptural truth as a personal priority and for our own spiritual nourishment. Doctrine should not be considered a dirty word to be avoided, but should be embraced as the singular plumb line for truth and recognized as the God-given creation that en enables false doctrine to be recognized and rejected. And like Timothy, we are all to be good servants of Christ Jesus. And constantly nourish on the words of the faith that was given to the saints and of sound biblical doctrine. Feeding on the word of God should not be an occasional occurrence 
or seen as a necessary obligation that has to be fulfilled during a weekly visit to a church service or a religious gathering. As blood-bought children of God, we should constantly crave for the milk and the meat of the word and seek ongoing nourishment from the Holy Bible. As eagerly as a newborn baby searches for its mother's milk. When you are hiring someone to make important repairs or improvements to your house or car, you want someone who spent hours learning and perfecting their craft and is respected in their field. I mean, think about it. You wouldn't take on someone with no experience. However, that is exactly what Jesus does. He is taking on complete novices with no real experience in the work of God whatsoever. So through scripture, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and the ministry of the church, God offers an on-job training and Jesus completed the work of salvation for us on the cross. Bringing us into it gives us the Holy Spirit as our counselor and sets us about not our business, but his business. He, Jesus, has finished the work of our salvation, but he still calls us to work for his kingdom. Therefore, with gratitude and love, we train to be the most effective servants as possible. One of the things in order to be a godly servant, a servant perseveres. Isaiah, the 50th chapter, verses four through six. Now, normally I always say, we read from the ESV or the English Standard Version, but I saw this one translation and I love it and I want to share, with, share it with you today. It reads from the NET, the New English Translation, and it says, uh, Isaiah, the 50th chapter, verses 4 through 6, it says, The Sovereign Lord has given me the capacity to be his spokesman so that I know how to help the weary. He wakes me up every morning. He makes me alert so I can listen attentively as disciples do. The sovereign Lord has spoken to me clearly. I have not rebelled. I have not turned back. I offered my back to those who attacked, my jaws to those who tore my beard. I did not hide my face from insults and spitting. And in this particular passage of scripture, this passage of scripture is called the servant's song. I'm going to say that again. It's called the servant's song. The servant's songs, also called the servant poems or the songs of the suffering servant, are four songs in the book of Isaiah in the Hebrew Bible, which which includes uh, Isaiah, the 42nd chapter, verses 1 through 4. Isaiah, the 49th chapter, verses 1 through 6. Isaiah, the 50th chapter, verses 4 through 7. And Isaiah, the 52nd chapter, verses 13 through 53. The songs are four poems written about a certain servant, which is talking about Jesus. God calls the servant to lead the nations, but the servant is horribly abused among them. But guess what? The good news is, in the end, the servant is rewarded. 
You see, people of God, the servant of the Lord expresses his confidence that God will help him and that he will be found innocent. And in this confidence, the Messiah resolves to seek his task of completion, no matter how difficult the road becomes. You have to understand people of God in order to persevere as a servant of God. We have to know that God has given us the ability to be his spokesperson. That's important to know. But the key to this verse is Jesus says that I may know how to help the weary. You see, weary is defined as showing someone who is really tired and worn out and is ex uh, exhausted and, and fatigued. As a servant of God, we have to understand the needs of God's people. You see, many individuals in this world always show signs, show some kind of symptom of weariness. So in order to provide solutions to their issues of sin and rebellion and selfishness and greed, we have to be like Jesus. Did you notice where it stated, he wakes me up every morning? He wakes me up every morning. You see, servanthood is an everyday thing. God wakes you up to opportunities to serve mankind. It's not always about taking care of the necessities of, of life or wanting to fulfill your own needs. Listen, people of God, listen, I want you to please understand this. I'm not saying that you can't have fun in life. What I am saying is that always be open to when the Lord wants to give you an assignment, be ready to listen. He makes me alert is what the scripture says. He makes me alert so that I can listen attentively as disciples to, as disciples do. He makes me alert so I can listen attentively as disciples do. Listening is critical as a servant. Jesus Christ lays the blueprint for us as believers not to just listen, but to attentively listen to the Father. Hallelujah. The work we've been given is long and tiring and, and it receives little thanks or recognition and may seem to count for little, very little while it's being done. But I want you guys to hear me tonight. Continuing in such a work is a challenge none of us is up to on our own, but we are not on our own. The master gives us others to work beside us, a glorious future to work toward, and a promise that our work is not in vain. And most importantly, he gives us himself working in us and through us so that we may be truly ready for whenever he comes. Hallelujah. Now, what I want you guys to hear me tonight, listen. There's so much more that I want to share with you, but I'm going to have to close right there. I'm going to stop right there because you got the message that a godly servant is not, never ashamed, that is not proud or puffed up. So listen tonight. I'm going to close with this. The sacrifices that the Lord requires of us is designed to develop and nurture you to become everything God created you to be. 
you are the light of the world. And the only way for God's light to be shown is through servanthood. You see, all of us can justify that you are doing your part. But the Lord is challenging us today and tonight to look further into ourselves. Allow God to ask you the question, are you really giving your all to serve me? Are you giving your all to serve me? It's time for all of us to take inventory. Let's get busy serving the Lord. In Jesus' name, let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. Speak to us today, tonight. God, you know that we are trying to please you every single day. Wake us up, O oh God. Help us to be attentive to your words that you will keep us humble, that we will have the mindset to want to serve your people. Father God, you know the areas that we struggle with. So in the name of Jesus, help us to love to serve you. Help us to glorify, help us to glorify you, O oh God, in every way. In all ways, oh God, because we want to please you. There are needs that are out there, oh God. There are situations that we have to face. And the only way we can help mankind is through spending time with you so you can give us direction and insight to what's going on. God, we want to please you and we want to glorify you. Help us in the areas that we lack in. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise once you fix us to make us humble servants for your glory. We'll be careful to give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. We ask all these blessings in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, listen, people of God, we ran a little long, but I want you guys to get the message about servanthood. That it's a blessing to serve others. And when you serve others, God will serve you. Jesus name. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. Please share the podcast. If there's any questions that you may have concerning this ministry, email us at fulloflifesd at gmail.com. That's fulloflifesd at gmail.com. And please let us know that you're there and there's any kind of need that you may have. Please don't hesitate. We are here to serve you. And we're grateful to God for you tuning in each and every week. So let's continue to do this in Jesus' name. God bless. <music>